Welcome everyone to the Inside Envy podcast. On this episode, I am joined here in studio with the godfather of gravel himself, Mr. Neil Shirley. Hello. And we don't have a nickname for you I was going to say, what are you going to come up with on the spot? (laughs) (laughs) Should have planned this out better. (laughs) Restart the show. (laughs) Mick Clintlock Child. That is the uh, handle, so you can all follow him on the grams. Please don't. <laughs> all five of the pictures I've ever posted on there. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know what's going on with a bunch of rowdy boys? Yep. That's uh, what's going on in Clint's life. And the very <laughs> handsome sound master, DJ Jazzy AZ, AJ Turner. Hello. And uh, I'm hosting the show, and I am Jake Panto. <laughs> um, so it's been a little while since, we've, since I've done a podcast now, AJ and Neil, and Clint have all kind of jumped on recently, and um, today with the the clouds forming outside the window right now and snow in the forecast, we thought it'd be a good time to address some questions and concerns a lot of our um, a lot of our customers have had uh, with winter care and how to survive winter, um, whether you're riding indoors or outdoors, how to take care of your equipment, and we're going to tap into some of um, you know. Uh, our expertise and it is definitely worth what you're going to pay for it um, as it relates to uh, what we do in the winter and I guess with that um, we tend to get a lot of questions and we've seen it pop up a little bit on some uh, cycling some endemic cycling websites as of late Uh, the question of whether or not uh, certain cycling components and frames and whatnot are compatible with indoor trainers so who would like to enlighten us on some of those questions and uh, some of the considerations we need to uh, be thinking of when we, as it relates to indoor trainers? I guess I'll jump in here first. We're um, all staring at you, Neil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since I guess I'm the, the resident trainer rider. Which um, is weird because you're also the resident ride outdoors all winter guy. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do to ride five to six days a week through the winter. Um, unfortunately, next week looks like most of that will come in Zwift miles, um, but it's okay. I need I need my Zwift upgrade points <laughs> in there. So, how far away are you from the Tron bike, Neil? I think you have to do a lot. I, I'm not a Zwift expert, but mm. I, I think you have to do a certain amount of uh, vertical gain over the course of a number of weeks to get the Tron, if I'm not mistaken. So, I'm probably a long way from that. It's too bad the Everesting earlier this summer didn't count. <laughs> it's true. We Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in regard to um, the bike, Envy wheels on, on the trainer, um, basically any Envy wheel is, is approved for trainer use. And so, you know, a lot of the trainers out there nowadays, the smart trainers are the direct direct drive where you take the rear wheel off and mount the frame directly to the trainer. So of course you can use an Envy front wheel um, with that setup. I don't have nearly as advanced of a trainer as that. So I have a, a Wahoo snap where the rear wheel um, engages the, the roller on the trainer. Um, and that's also fine using a, an Envy wheel for that. So just a couple, you know, considerations are making sure that your, you know, that you have adequate tire pressure um, in, you know, when you, when you're on the trainer. So just like, you know, just like when you're riding your bike outdoors, you're, you know, you're going to be 
seeping, seeping tire pressure, losing tire pressure. So just topping that off every couple days is, is kind of how I, how I go about it. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Usually I'm set up in the basement for the, the trainer miles and my pump lives outside in the shed. And so I, I'm eking every, every ride and like tightening the screw on the back a little bit to like compress the tire more and more. Um, but what, one thing you can run into on that is if you're compressing that or if you're uh, deforming the tire too much when you're, when you're riding, um, that tire can build up a lot of heat um, and it'll wear out the tire quicker. And also if you're running tubeless, that could uh, dry your sealant out quicker. Not that that's a big concern for, um, you know, you're not going to get a puncture or run into any goat heads or <laughs> snake bites on the trainer, hopefully. But, um, you know, if you are going to use your bike in and outdoors over the winter, you'll, you'll dry that sealant out quicker. I guess one consideration, and I avoid the trainer as much as possible, but there are specific trainer tires that exist in the world. Um, so if you have a high performance pair of tires, like a pair of NVSES tires on your wheel set and you do not, and you are running, um, a trainer that requires you to keep your wheel on your bike, you may want to consider swapping out your tire because they can be um, pretty hard on tires because they, they can create a lot of heat and they do tend to uh, wear a tire fairly quickly uh, depending on the type of trainer you have. So, Yeah, you're welcome to use that NV tire, but yeah, for yeah, sure. pro tip, get a trainer tire. Yeah. Just You'll pay $10 for one. Yeah, the only thing to be aware of with that if you're running either our foundation 45 or 65 wheels or AR that are, that are hookless rims. So just making sure that that trainer tire accommodates um, a hookless, hookless rim. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also remember important to remember to keep the front tire inflated too, as silly as that sounds. But I think just the other day I hopped on and I was bouncing around quite a bit. <laughs> it sounds like, like you're going too hard. Yeah, AJ. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I, I just deflate mine all the way and grab another board. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who abhor the indoor trainer and, or are lucky enough to live in uh, climates that allow for riding year round, um, despite regardless where you live, if you're in the Northern hemisphere, it's a good time to, uh, you know, this is the off season for everybody um, as far as racing goes. And, and uh, it's a good time to, uh, you know, inspect your equipment, um, everything from your wheels to your tires. And it's the best time of year to take your bike into your local shop or dealer or mechanic, however you like to service or treat your bike, whether you do it yourself or take it into a shop. This is the time of year when you should be inspecting uh, your equipment because if anything needs to be replaced, first off, in this uh, lovely COVID economy that we are all experiencing in the you know, there's insane amounts of demand that the cycling industry is trying to accommodate right now. And so if you're a person that is not, you know, if you're going to hang up your bike and not pull it down off the wall again till February, March or April, um, if, if you're living in really northern climes where there's snow on the ground for the next three or four months, um, you might have a rude awakening in March and April when you go and try to replace a chain or a derailleur or tires. And when you find out that, you know, things are have very long lead times and back orders or if, or just in general that it's the time of year when everybody's trying to get back out on the bike. And so they're all going to the local shop, trying to get that um, preseason tune up. Uh, you know, if there's any sort of warranty or service type items that need to be addressed, um, far better to get it taken care of over the winter when your bike's just sitting there anyway, than to, you know, wait to the last minute and then potentially miss, um, miss a trip or some other, you know, riding plans that you have just because, uh, you procrastinated. So 
definitely recommend um, taking this the next six weeks to uh, address any sort of mechanical um, concerns. And that, that means inspecting your bike, washing it, getting it nice and clean, especially if you're going to hang it up and store it for the winter. Yeah, uh, having worked at a shop, having it there in January and February would be nice, but please don't use your local bike shop as your winter storage place for your bicycle either. <laughs> lots, of, lots of people drop them off in November, and despite how many times you call them, they don't come back till the first time they want to ride it in March or April, so it's hung from the basement in the bike shop. But yeah, do your bike shop a favor and don't leave it there all winter. <laughs> I mean, you could, and if you do, there's a good chance they might, you know, borrow parts off of it. (laughs) Charge a storage fee. So, so with relate to, as it relates to storage, um, I'm kind of one, you know, I, I'll, I try to ride outside occasionally, but it's definitely, I definitely tend to hang the bike up for the winter. Um, living in Utah, all this white stuff falls on the ground and, uh, you know, which means there's at least one more thing that's a lot more fun than riding a bike to do, um, which is called skiing, but <laughs> <laughs> it's subjective. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for a different conversation. Well, um, it was the conversation before the meeting where we were all making fun of each other for either wanting to or not wanting to bike in the winter. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going to hang the bike up, my general, you know, there's, a, there's definitely some things to consider if you're going to leave your bike in cold storage all winter, so to speak. Um, if you have a nice heated garage or storage area, that's the place where your bike's going to be the happiest. Um, if you're if you're storing your bike in somewhere that you know a shed or where it can get really cold, um, definitely good to make sure you put your bike away dry. Um, so if you wash it and clean it, you know you want to make sure that bike's dry before you go and stick it in the shed and lock it up all winter. When you come back in the spring, you're likely going to find rusty chain and anything that can rust will rust. So. Um, good, good to make sure that when you wash and clean your bike, it's dried off and then there's a healthy coating of lube on the chain um, just to ensure that everything is uh, sort of weatherproofed. Um, in addition, as it relates to your wheels, uh, you know, wheels will bleed off over winter in terms of their air pressure. Um, in general, you don't need to store your wheels with um, the tires pumped up. And like I said, they'll, they'll bleed off over time, which is totally okay. It, you know, relieves the stress on the tires, it's best to have them in, a, in generally speaking, tires, wheels, all that just, as long as it's um, in, an, in a cool, dry place, that's, it's, it's going to be happy when you pull it out in the spring. I like your suggestion of, you know, don't put it away wet. We tend to, here in Utah, like to eke every last bit of riding we can out of, out of a season, and that usually means you're riding in the mud or in the snow the last couple of times, and yeah, just take the time, clean it up. Well, the other thing that happens, yeah, the other thing that happens here is we go down south a lot, you know, so we go down to St. George and ride, and it's, you know, inevitable that somewhere along the drive on the way back home, you're going to, especially when we talk about trips down south in November, December, um, January, you you come home, you know, it's rideable down there, you come home and you drive through a snowstorm, your bike gets covered in road grime and salt, and you get home and it's winter and you just pull the bike off the rack, stick it in the garage, wherever you store your bike. And now you have a bunch of, you know, nasty stuff on your bike. So again, it's another uh, thing to remember as you travel on the road to, you know, clean the bike. If it's sitting on the back of your car for a, for a road trip, just to get that, the road salt and, and those sorts of uh, chemicals off the bike. Yeah. We, um, I guess, side note, we try to take a lot of that stuff into consideration in the design of the Envy products. Um, I mean, in the hubs, we use stainless steel bearings. We use brass nipples rather than alloy nipples in the rim so that uh, they're less likely to corrode. We, we do all we do 
um, design in a way that uh, hopefully takes a little bit of pressure off you to like do it perfect every time, but it's still um, still a good idea to work through those things. Yeah, as we're sitting here, I'm thinking that, you know, I just got back from St. George and my bike is literally sitting in the garage covered in mud, dirt, and road grime. <laughs> Everything that we're suggesting you don't do yeah. is what it's, you do do. It's a dirt bike. It's a mountain bike. It's, or what do we call those? Rock bikes? Rock bikes. Yeah, you have okay. your rock bike, your gravel bike, and your road bike. <laughs> um, all right. So that I think that kind of covers general winter storage. Um you know, if your bike's sitting there and it's a tubeless, if you have a tubeless tire set up, it's always a good idea to, so in the spring when you go to pull your bike down, if it's been hanging from a hook or even if it's sitting on the ground, you know, tires on the ground um, and the air leaks out, you know, all the sealant's going to run to one place in the tire. So in the spring, if you just then go and inflate the tires and go for a ride, chances are your sealant's going to be probably dried up Um maybe or at least on its way and if it has dried up fully you're going to end up with a, a tire that's out of balance because all the sealant's at the bottom and it will have um, evaporated into a glob of you know sealant goo in the bottom of the tire which is going to put everything off balance my new favorite word stanimal stanimal <laughs> you know it's like yeah, when yeah, the yeah. stands you know clumps together and you pull it out <laughs> and it's like a little an animal yeah Stand yeah exactly <laughs> never know what you're gonna get like yeah, the, you don't know the shape yeah. yeah so yeah you can end up with these loose animals rolling around <laughs> in your wheel or you can have it like adhered uh, and depending on the brand of sealant you're gonna have different results of what the sealant does as it sits for long periods of time but um you know you just pump that tire up in the spring a you may not have any sealant protection or b the tire and the wheel is going to be out of balance and you're going to feel that as a bumping lumpy bouncy kind of ride and so it's a good idea i and that's where it kind of comes down to maybe in some cases it may be best to take the tires off your rim if you truly are going to do like a long winter storage um that way you can clean the sealant out of them now um potentially preserve some of it to put back in in the spring and or uh you know and or just make sure that you're not gonna have that situation if you don't do that it's a good idea in the spring to pop the beads um check the status of the sealant make sure there's no sealant adhered in that had pooled and then dried up in a specific spot on the tire, strip that out and then in reinstall new sealant to make sure you're starting the, the year off with the uh, fresh sealant. So I like to also <clears throat> just replace valve cores too. Cause a lot of times those, those valve cores just from sitting so long get so clogged up and that's just a headache when you go to try to pump up your tires and get an accurate pressure or it just, just makes life easier just replacing those valve cores um super quick and easy but it saves a ton of headache cool yeah that's a good idea um anything else storage wise hanging up because i think the next topic is more fun which is uh talking about how to enjoy riding in the winter a little bit more <laughs> i think one quick last thing too is we get the question of whether <laughs> it's okay to put your wheels on a hook Yep. that's hanging from you know from a wall in your garage and um, whether the wheels are on a bike or by themselves they're totally fine to hang on a hook um, so as as trivial as that sounds like we do get that question a lot and it's yeah it's totally fine on our wheels yeah totally fine and then if you are storing a bike um, maybe you have multiple sets of wheels um, always good to put any loose wheels you have in a wheel bag it's you know it's a good way to just protect them and keep them from getting all dusty and grimy <clears throat> as they sit there all winter long so uh yeah not not a bad idea if you can hang them from you know wheel bags have handles so you know 
know, a lot of, I see it a lot in people's garage. They're, you know, hanging wheels in, they're putting the wheels in the wheel bag and hanging the wheel bag, which is, you know, a nice secure way to store your wheels. Um, yeah. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of you listening to the podcast are living in Southern climes. And so you get a ride all winter long. And so my number one recommendation recommendation for you all is to uh, just keep doing that. <laughs> uh, that's and, that's and great. You, you can, you can we're jealous and tune we hate out you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you can now tune out and just laugh at all of us who live in the northern hemisphere, um, north of the whatever parallel fortieth, and <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I mean, I, the reason I don't ride in the winter is because I've ridden a lot in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I go through phases and cycles, but I do think it, there's a few things people can do to really, uh, you know, make winter riding, um, enjoyable. And even the challenge of it is somewhat, there's, 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 uh, some fulfillment that I have found in just getting out, even in the most extreme gnarly conditions. It's sort of the challenge itself can be very rewarding. Um, and, you know, the first and foremost step, I'd say, is obviously dressing appropriately for the weather. Uh, that That's obviously the biggest challenge with winter cycling. Um, and so, you know, there's plenty of resources and, you know, ways to dress properly. But uh, figuring that out first and foremost, I'd say, is the number one, number one thing. But, I mean, living here in Utah, and there was a year where we had a challenge uh, basically to commute it was like three or four days a week all winter long. And, uh, myself and Kevin, um, would meet up in the mornings and, and, uh, we would, uh, <laughs> and we rode to work in some truly disastrous sort of like scenarios, like <laughs> literally feet of snow on the road, uh, no show, you know, just the, and the, the fun challenge of it was like picking the equipment for the day based on what the snow conditions were outside. Um, so, there's actually a lot of great winter tires. One of the, my personal favorites for winter riding is the Schwalbe Marathon. Um, you can get it in a studded and non-stud version. And the studded version of that tire will let you ride on an ice rink. Um, as long as you're not getting too aggressive. But I mean, I, I, rode, I rode on that tire all winter long that year um, in slush on icy road conditions, um, on trails, and it... Uh, you know, it really picking the right tire for winter surfaces um, is a huge benefit if you're living anywhere where you know ro roads freeze. And even if there's not snow, you can get the you know, freeze thaw cycles. And you you know, if it's raining and then it freezes overnight, you can find those corners where water is pooled and frozen in the morning. And and so, it, generally speaking, if you're riding anywhere where temperatures can be below freezing, um, it's not a bad idea to consider like a dedicated winter tire that has a rubber compound that is designed for for better traction in cold temperatures and if it's a real extreme environment you know looking to specific winter setups on the extreme end being a being a fat bike or simply putting um, studded like a 32 to 35 millimeter uh, studded tire like the Schwalbe marathon is a is a great a great way to uh, keep the cycling passion alive when it's you know frozen outside I think, you know, for that's great advice for for the snowy regions. But even, you know, I moved out from Southern California two years ago. And, and even in a climate like that where you're riding year round, maybe, you know, maybe you're you're reducing the intensity or that you're riding at consistently. 
Um, you're doing longer rides. Hopefully you're getting out and doing some exploring a little more, just kind of diversifying the normal rides that you're doing and just going to a larger tire um, helps with that as well. If you're a crit racer and you're typically running a 25C tire, bumping up you know, to like a 29, 28 or 29C tire, being able to bring down that tire pressure, have a smoother ride, um, a little more versatility in dirt or rough roads, um, there, there's a huge advantage in that. I, you know, there's going back 10 plus years when I was doing more, more road racing, I, my winter setup, unfortunately I couldn't go to a wider tire because the bike, the frames back then just didn't, didn't allow it. You know, basically a 25 C tire on your road bike is what you had, but I would change my gearing. I would go from a standard, um, 3953 front chain ring to a compact so that I could just spin on the climbs a little more, um, not have to use the same force, um, going slower. So, uh, it, it was just, it was one of those things. If I had the ability to do wider tires as well, um, and be able to go down to say 10 PSI and just really enjoy the ride that much more, um, that would have been a huge benefit. So now I definitely take advantage of that. Yeah, and I, I think, um, you know, growing up in Iowa where winter riding, we'd, we'd just start riding gravel too just because it was the gravel roads don't freeze, you know, whereas like tarmac and pavement is much more susceptible to ice and things like that. So like you said, it's a good time of year to explore some new, some new uh, roads off the beaten path and, and kind of, you know, take advantage of those wide tires and yeah, have a little bit more fun. Um, go skiing. Clint, yeah, Clint go, doesn't go like skiing. to. <laughs> Clint doesn't Neil, mix Neil fun asks, and cycling. Neil asks me every week, "Hey, so I got this big ride planned for Saturday," <laughs> and I say, "Sorry, Neil, I'm skiing." Um, but uh, one of these weeks, yeah, I know. I think I think you know, as we roll into winter, it's just a good time to slow down. The the air viscosity and the density is uh, has changed. It's going to be harder to get those KOMs, So you might as well just slow down and, uh, enjoy it. Sounds and like you're saying you might as well just quit. <laughs> I'm trying to say that very nicely. <laughs> it's not, it's Subtly. not, it's not in Envy's best interest that anybody stops riding bikes over the winter, <laughs> but it, personally, I find, I find it a nice reprieve from the intensity of cycling that basically exists for us like eight months of the year. Um, to do something different, but you can't go was too it, far down. The was path. that reprieve on the lunch ride today, Jake? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was noticing the viscosity of the air out there, feeling a lot like mm -hmm. Jello. Mm -hmm. It was like riding through pudding today. So when you're making us ride Zone Six up those climbs, <laughs> is that harder than Zone Five? It's a lot harder. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Well, <laughs> I think um, I think that about covers the topic as far as winter riding goes. Again, it's. Uh, it's a change of seasons, you know, do what you love, take a break if you want to, stay on the bike if you want to. Um, it's great, but, you know, take take some of these these considerations as you're preparing for your next winter ride. Um, make sure you look at your bike, check your equipment out, and get it in, get it in now and ready for spring. Um, <clears throat> so that wraps it up. If anybody has any more questions or topics you'd like us to cover, uh, we have an email address. It is podcast.mv.com where you can send those ideas and you can send us positive praise and feedback because we learned today we have a big big news <laughs> you want to break we the news are, aj 
Tell us, AJ. Uh, apparently, we're number position 83 uh, for sports podcasts in Switzerland. That's so right. Big deal over there. Uh, yep. We're climbing, you know, the ladder. We're getting some international recognition <laughs> in the podcast world. Yep. So 83 is amazing. It's top 100. Yeah. Top 100. <laughs> yep. So we love Switzerland's big country. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love Switzerland. Uh, <laughs> we love Europe. We miss Europe. Um, but yeah, podcast at envy.com. Uh, feel free to uh, send us any ideas, feedback, and uh, we'd be happy to address the, any topics you'd like to hear us um, discuss in future episodes. And until next time, enjoy the ride. I'll see you on Zwift. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>